0: Hello there we would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast where we round out everything that's going on throughout the world. Of Star Wars. Plus, we give you some news, reviews, and some random spotlight action when we haven't got so much news to blast through. My name's Gary, and back with me in the Falcon is the uh, not so much the that UK podcast guy, but now that US podcast guy. How you doing, dude? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, you
1: know, it was uh, it was difficult to shed my British skin, but now I'm fully American and confirmed as a, as a full. U.S. citizen, uh, you know, it feels good, really embrace my heritage, and I think that maybe you understood that I'm not British anymore, which is why you did that overly British introduction that, hello there, which I thought was very <laughs> chipper, so I'm glad to be back, because you, you cheer me up with how chipper you are.
0: Well, thanks, man. Yeah, I think it's important to be chipper at this at this moment in time, where the world seems to have collapsed in on itself. You guys hopefully will, will come to us for some good chipper vibes, as it were.
1: I think that's uh, very safe to say. I think that we probably are the, uh, we could go cheesy with this, couldn't we? We're the, uh, the spark <laughs> that lights the fire. <laughs> no, we're not. We're just two guys that, you know, do our thing. Screw everything else. It's all good.
0: Exactly, yeah. And behind the scenes, we are incredibly miserable. So this is a bit of a facade, but there we go. There we go.
1: <laughs> Don't say that, because all the patrons are like,
0: oh, Really? I'm really. <laughs> I'm take my five dollars back. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, we are two chipper chipper dudes, two British chipper dudes. One of us just happens to be uh, doing the whole podcast uh, business type stuff. So I hope that's going all well over there, dude. And hope you're not there uh, being crushed by the whole coronavirus thing like we are here in the UK. I think old Boris is about to uh, move us on to Defcon two. So we'll see what happens with all that. But uh,
1: I just hope there's no travel bans, dude. I mean. I, I just hope the UK does not say, no more flights from the US. That's just the thing that we're a little worried about. But there's frankly not much we can do about it. You know, you, you, if you call up any of the airlines, you call up Virgin, who we're booked with, you know, you're looking at a two-hour wait anyway. So there's, there's frankly not that much we can do. So we'll just have to see, man. We'll just have to see.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. You're going to have to have an extended stay in the nice weather over in San Diego. Is you in San Diego again now? Is that where you are? Yeah, we
1: just got back to San Diego from Orlando, and it, dude, it's absolutely belting it down. He's belting oh, no. it down with rain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> legit. It's uh, Sam and I were just saying this, like it's almost a, oh crap. Why didn't we just get in front of it, book our flights back from Orlando home, like write the trip off? But that'd have cost thousands, and you know would have yeah. would have been cold. So uh, it's a funny scenario, man. It's a funny scenario. You know, it's it's. It, I don't know what the best thing to do is, but we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Indeed, yes. But yeah, so that's us. We're all good. Um, hopefully all of our listeners, all of you guys, you're all safe and you're steering clear of the old uh, the old coronavirus stuff and and you're all happy and, and safe. So uh, before we crack on with episode 47, remember to go and sub to us on whatever app you listen to podcasts on just do a search for Spark of Rebellion or head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. There are links there to go off to all the various networks and apps and you can you can drop us up there that way you don't miss a show when it will land every single saturday we're on the socials to instagram twitter and facebook do a search for spark of rebellion you'll find us on there we'd love to to chat star wars with you each and every week and to all of our current patrons thank you so much for your continued support love you guys and uh, anyone else if you love what we do here head over to our patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion you'll be able to jump on from Uh, a dollar upwards and support the show. That'd be awesome. So to kick off, dude, we're going to slam into some news as always. And the nice folks over at Disney or Disney UK, I should say, have given us the full rundown for everything that's going to launch with Disney Plus in a couple of weeks time here in the UK. And I'll be straight with you, dude. It's pretty much the same as the US Disney Plus. So, if you already know what's on Disney Plus over stateside, we're getting pretty much the same thing. Now, the the list is quite extensive. As we know, there's a ton of stuff on Disney Plus, which is great. Uh, I think the only thing that's incorrect on this list is I don't think we're getting The Simpsons. So, not Star Wars related, but The Simpsons was a big bone of contention because here in the UK, it's still... Um, broadcast with Sky TV they hold the broadcast rights for that so there's a bit of a two and and with that. I did hear a rumour that Sky was going to link up with Disney in some way and they were going to offer either the app within their Sky boxes or they were just going to put like a channel or some area where you can access Disney Plus I'm not sure but in terms of Star Wars stuff I think it's all on there the only thing that's not on there at launch and I'm not sure if they have it there in the US is the Rise of Skywalker yet um but everything else is on there dude so all of the all of the films uh, minus the rise of skywalker that's all on there uh all of the uh, spin-offs so far so rogue one and solo all of the clone wars the mandalorian all of that stuff uh it's all good so uh you did pre-order sky plus right if i remember correctly
1: uh disney plus yeah i didn't pre-order sky plus that would be hilarious uh disney dragon plus. the bruce lee story are you when you fought <laughs> chuck norris Really? I've not seen that one. Oh god. Uh, I think you mean straight away. into the office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, went went down the speedway last week. Uh, a guy said to me, uh, gotta get off the track. Have uh, you thought about going pro? I said no, nah, mate, making too much money in computers. So
0: <laughs> I landed it. So well what, that didn't about. last long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Five minutes twenty seconds in, and the first office quote is here. Um Disney Plus, yes, mate, I did. I, I pre-ordered that. And after we spoke last time, actually, you went and, and got it as well. You had the Disney Life thing and they, they give you the uh, the email saying that you were getting the same deal. Mm. Um, so that's good. It sounds like we're probably both Disney Plused up. Um, there's some cool things on here. So yeah, I mean, the Star Wars stuff is is all good. I'm, I'm encouraged to see that it's got the uh, the lost episodes on there, you know, the Clone Wars lost episodes, which I think is great. And there's a few other interesting things like non-Star Wars things. So I hear you on the on the Simpsons, but when you look at this list, the Simpsons, is on this list, all 30 years of it, 30 seasons of it. Um, there's also some really cool stuff as well. So there's uh, what we've got on there. Obviously, we've got all the new stuff that's coming out, the originals of Mandalorian. We know that the Kenobi stuff's going to be on there. Um, but there's also the really sweet stuff, like the old X-Men stuff. Uh, X-Men? Who says it like that? The old X-Men stuff. <laughs> and this is completely un Star Wars related but the old amazing Spider-Man remember from the 90s oh yeah which, it's awesome
0: yeah.
1: yeah it was like that was just a turning point in animation for me that was just amazing what they did um, so there's loads of really cool stuff on there which is really really interesting um, the Star Wars stuff's alright don't get me wrong it's just exactly as i expected but it's, it's a funny one for me this one because it's I'm, I'm not that fussed about Disney overall like it's good don't get me wrong, but I'm more excited about the new stuff that's coming. But I can see if you've got kids, you know, I'm like I might give a login to my little niece and nephew, um, just because it's like it's got some really cool stuff on for the nippers. So I like mm. this dude. I'm encouraged by it.
0: Indeedy, yeah. And uh, I think we can all look forward to The Pacifier, starring Vin Diesel. If uh, nothing else. Yes, please.
1: And, yeah. uh, you know, speaking of stuff like that, that is... Uh, of a high quality, I was on the plane back from Orlando to San Diego, and I thought, "Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stick on Willow." Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Willow. Yeah. Ten minutes in, ten minutes in, I had to turn it off. Oh
0: no, <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> it, I, it's, it's just one of those things. It is a classic, but it's terribly act. Like Warwick Davis, I like him, but he cannot act for toffee. Like, <laughs> like, he can't act for taff. Like he just cannot act. Like stick him in a little suit, all well and good. Oh, but don't like he's not an
0: actor, man. Uh, he's well, not an actor. Do you know what, dude? I I kind of agree with you. I, I, those early, the early stuff that he did, I kind of agree with you. But he did do a fairly, a fairly. uh There was a funny series that I think Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant put out called Life Is Short. I think it was called. Oh,
1: life's too short. Yeah,
0: but life's wasn't it, short, Didn't you yeah. just think he acted
1: like a little Brent?
0: Kind of, yeah. He wasn't too bad in that. He was quite funny.
1: Yeah, but you're I do right. get what you're, you're right.
0: saying, though, mate. Yeah, some of the early stuff that he was in, like Willow and that, is a bit. Uh, yeah, sorry, Warwick. If yeah, Mark, sorry. A lot of respect for you. Yeah, it's since Mark's been in the US, he's just been like real arsey now, and just says what he thinks all the time. Well, mate, just I've been that,
1: to Hollywood, so I know about acting. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. so a lot of people say to me are you an actor and I say no probably friend first, boss second entertainer third actually <laughs> so but I, I do know, obviously I do know about acting um, because I've starred in so many other things so I've got <laughs> absolutely no basis to say that anyone else
0: is a terrible actor but he was terrible in that <laughs> he wasn't great, I I agree the film itself has got a certain charm about it I guess but yeah, I, I see what you're saying, dude. Um but yeah, the whole Disney Plus thing is kind of cool though. It's um it it sets us up for anything that's gonna come around the corner, Star Wars base. So we've got the Mandalorian season two, which is coming later on in the year, so that's all good. And then hopefully we're gonna have some of the other stuff trickling through. I guess it's gonna be early next year now. So if the Obi-Wan stuff gets back on back on the on the right track, that's gonna be coming through. And then I think we've got that. Who was the guy from, the character from Rogue One, they're going to do a spin off for him as well. Uh, oh, Cassian Andor, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cassie, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, could, that could be a good thing. So I think you're right. I think at the moment, as it stands right now, Star Wars stuff aside, the rest of the Disney stuff, you know, it's, you know, it's just Disney, isn't it? I mean, all the Pixar stuff's cool. That, that's very cool. Uh, but the rest of it, you know, typical Disney stuff. So we're set up pretty cool for Star Wars though. So there you go. Disney Plus, when that launches in a couple of weeks now here in the UK, uh, is going to have pretty much the same as the US. There's probably a couple of little things here and there we're not going to get, but there we go. Uh, right, moving on. The um, uh, We spoke last week or the week before, I believe, about this secret project that was going on in terms of another film or another trilogy potentially on its way now we're doing the same thing with uh star wars game so i think you and i spoke about how crap this is uh on the last podcast we did together where they just can't seem to get their act together with proper announcements for things and like proper roadmaps for star wars so we we've had this strange thing going on in the movies for the past year now where we've got various people who are supposedly working on stuff supposedly working on things and things aren't coming so the only time that we know about stuff is because it's been leaked or there's been some person leave the project or whatever it might be and now we seem to be having the same thing with games so uh we don't know if there's going to be another battlefront three you know supposedly they're working on that supposedly they're not we don't know um we know that they're working on a sequel to jedi fallen order that's kind of cool But now there's this other thing that's popped up. So this unannounced Star Wars game uh, seems to have been leaked via the PlayStation Network store. So Star Wars Project Maverick apparently showed up on the European PlayStation Network, uh, and nobody knows what the heck it is. Um, Is it? You know, we don't know what type of game it is. We don't know, um, you know, any of that stuff really. Um, But there was some artwork for it, and there was all that stuff. So you, it looks legit. It looks like it's a thing. But then when everybody reached out to EA to say, what's going on with this? What's this Project Maverick thing? Uh, they're sort of keeping their keeping it close to their chest. So I don't know, man. So we only the only games that we knew were in development were ongoing support for Battlefront 2 and all the content coming for that and then sequel to Fallen Order. So you up for another Star Wars game, mate? Even if it turns out this is an untrue thing. I don't know.
1: I think if they put it in in, um, in the spectrum properly, then I think I could be up for it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of those people that say if I buy a new console, I always want to have a certain type of, of game set. So I'll always buy like a solid campaign game, whether that's Halo, Gears, or whether it's a, a Jedi Fallen Order that's a very straight campaign playthrough game. I'll always then buy something that's multiplayer So, you know, whether, whether that's the same game, you know, like Gears and having the Horde mode or COD and having the online mode, whatever. But then I'll also say I need a decent driving game and I want a decent fighting game. Like I'm I'm one of those people that just, you know, if I've got one of each of those categories I can always stick something on. Mm-hmm. Um yep. and I I feel like if Star Wars does something similar with this, you know, we've got the Jedi Fall Order stuff, which is very campaign led. Like there's an opportunity to do like a fighting game. Not necessarily a you know, a Mortal Kombat style fighting game. I'm talking like a dog fighting kind of wipeout space dogfight, X-Wing led kind of game. Like, I'd be up for that. Like, you know, the old pod racing games, they were, they were just solid wipeout copies that were, that were great. Um, so I would, I would be up for that. I'd be up for something like that. Um, and I, th- I just think if, if they're just not rehashing stuff, it would be, it would be fine, you know? But again, it's one of those where as long as the IP is handled properly, it's not just a look, stick Star Wars on something and off we go. Um, yeah, I, I could be up for this, dude, depending on what it is. But like you say, it could just be conjecture. It could just be a, a, an abandoned project. I don't know. I don't know. But in principle, if it fits into the the right spectrum, then yeah, I could be up for it, dude.
0: Yeah, it could be cool. I think uh, they've dabbled a little bit with the whole, because the, the artwork that was put out, it's got one of the big original um, Star Destroyers from the original trilogy, and then a small fleet of X-Wings that are approaching that. And a lot of people are saying that it's on Mustafar as well because the artwork's like this big volcanic, set on this big volcanic planet and all that jazz. So if it's going to be a space sim kind of thing, that could be cool because we had a, we had a, a flight sim mode as part of Battlefront 2, which wasn't too bad. But the majority of people obviously play the boots on the ground, uh, you know, pew, pew, pew thing. So it could be cool to have another space sim. That would be cool. Um, but you just never know with Disney these days. That's that's the annoying thing about it. It's all the information we get for all of this stuff seems to come from a leak, you know, or some kind of mistake. Like this is obviously a mistake. Like they've obviously published this thing on on the um, on the PlayStation Network in error, um, because you, you know Star Wars stuff is always announced to you know whatever. Type of fanfare you want to apply to it. It's never just something that crops up. It's like, oh, there's another Star Wars game. Didn't know that was out. You know, so it's obviously done in error. So it's just annoying that we have no idea what these things are because Disney are so crap with their roadmap and actually putting things out. But uh, I'm with you, mate. I think it could be cool if it's if it's a if it's a decent game. It could be cool.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a funny one, isn't it? Because it's
0: the thing that we've got
1: to learn as well is. After everything that we did with Rise of Skywalker, all the amazing things that a lot of a lot of the things we, that we guessed and that we said turns out were in things like the Trevorrow script, or they were in the novelization. You know, we talked about so many different things, from going back to Coruscant to bringing the Jedi back in person, or you know, as Force goes. That, that we talked about so much stuff that seemed to make it into the the original Jewel of the fates Script, but then didn't make it to Rise of Skywalker. That even you even kind of get. Put off just speculating, you know this. Oh, it's Mustafar because it's red and fiery. Yeah, you know, it sort of Disney have taken all the fun out of it because I can't think of one thing that paid off in the Rise of Skywalker. So now I'm just thinking, do you know what? Screw it. We'll just wait and see Cause it and it t- that it takes a lot of the fun out of what Lucas put into Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say with? That? I don't think I'm articulating Absolutely. that well.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I read you. Yeah. It's a funny old so game, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it is. I, I don't know, and especially with Iger, Iger, Iger. Iger you know, he's <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> and Did we get him one. a present?
0: Did we get him a? Oh, you should have seen what we oh. got. Pete Gibbons. Oh, <sighs> anything? No. no. Uh, so Iger, yeah, maybe this new guy. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll fix some of this stuff. Because uh, we mentioned it uh, a couple of weeks ago. The the. The, the The contrast is very is very wide between Marvel. Marvel just seem to have their their act together, and they roadmap everything properly, and you know what's coming, and it's all good. And then the guys down the corridor in the Star Wars room, you know, it's just like a bunch of monkeys trying to, you know, put a novel. Out. It's just I don't know. But yeah, maybe this new dude that's replaced Iger will will fix some of this stuff, like he fixed the Parks problems. Who knows? Well, anyway, that's fair that's <laughs> fair actually
1: yeah. that's interesting with the uh, the parks is an interesting one is it because they're doing so well like it, I mean I know there's all that talk around Galaxy's Edge not doing so well uh, in the early days but you, that seems to have just gone that seems to have abated now um, mm-hmm. yeah. so that's, that's it because we, we, when we first saw that Chappet could Chappie 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 when we first saw that he was in there you and I were a little bit like oh you know I've got a parks <laughs> guy in here but you know It's all the same IP. It's all the same brand stuff, isn't it? And I'm sure there's marketing teams beneath him that focus on what they focus on. So, yeah, it's an interesting time. I just wish they'd just at least look like they had a strategy.
0: Mm -hmm. That's exactly it, yep. At least look like you know what you... You know, fake it until you make it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Look, if you're not doing well, and you're a salesman, you do not turn up in a worse car. You turn up in a better car. All right? Perception. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. It's just frustrating that stuff, like we only hear stuff that gets leaked like at the minute. So all the High Republic stuff was kind of leaked a little bit. And, and, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff, there's no real official statement on whether that's come back or whether it's dead or not. It just
0: seems a mess, but... Maybe that's the Disney world we live in, man. That is indeed. Yep. So anyways, Star Wars Project Maverick. I assume it will see the light of day at some point. And we'll get all the information via a leak later on in the year, probably. There we go. Uh, (laughs) Moving on. We spoke a (laughs) little while ago about some cool Funko Pops that were on the horizon to celebrate the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. And we got excited by a couple of them. And one of them is now up for is now up for order from Amazon it's an Amazon exclusive and it's the the wampa it's the wampa ice beast from the uh, uh empire strikes back obviously and it's called battle at echo base this particular figure and it's the uh, I'm looking at a picture of it now it looks very it it's a bit like my cat so the, the, my cat she does this thing where she tries to come across like she's all about it you know, she's got like the the bushy, the the tails all it up and she's meowing and she's trying to come across as scary, but she's actually very cute. She tries to come across as scary and stuff, but she's kind of cute. And this figure does exactly that to me. It's got like the big snarly face and everything, but it's actually a really cute figure. And if I remember correctly, this was one of the ones that I plucked out as a potential order for me because I've gone off Funko Pops a little bit over the past year or so. I just thought that they were just becoming the norm like just everywhere you go and it's a heartbreaking thing when you go into comic book shops and they've replaced like all of the shelves with what would have been graphic novels and cool books now it's just floor-to-ceiling bloody Funko Pops of everything so I've kind of gone on off them a little bit but 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 this one does look kind of cool pun non-intended so I think it was this one and then there was another one with Yoda on Luke's back that was another good one um, and some others. But yeah, The old wampus an Amazon exclusive. We'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, 25 bucks, dude. Not too bad.
1: No, it's all right, isn't it? If it's a uh, if it's a, an exclusive and you can't get it everywhere, it's one of those where, all right, I could have a pop of that one. And the Pop Funko figures are always a weird one, aren't they? Because they, we've said it before, they are like crack to collectors. <laughs> but at the same time, you're just like, mm. Okay. Uh which one do I get? Which one do I don't get? Cuz it's just it really is one of those. Damn it. I could spend like 50 grand on this thing. We went to um in Orlando last week we went to Disney Springs. And dude, like the amount of stuff I could have bought there that was Star Wars related. Like there was there was probably like five Star Wars shops there that we could have spent on. And there was so much in there, everything from, like, a, a backpack that was Yoda, you know, to make it look like you were carrying them around like uh, like Skywalker was in Empire, right through to, like, hats and little mini figurines and stuff, and obviously a bazillion Pop Funkos. So, uh, yeah, I mean, where do you stop with this stuff? And I, f- I find it interesting that it's an Amazon exclusive as well, because I think I think that you... um. The scarcity always makes guys like you and me think, oh yeah, go on then, it's only 25 bucks, I better do like. because I might not be able to get it ever again. Yeah. And it's curious that Funko's now going into that game rather than just, let's just license everything and make Pop Funko's of everything. Now they're adding the scarcity to it, I think that's, that's quite an interesting move. But yeah, if you're a collector, dude, this is quite a cute little one. It's one of those, um, I'm always a fan of the things that not anyone would necessarily get instantly. So you know, yeah. like if your mum turns up, And it's not boxed up. It's on a shelf. And your mum's like, oh, look at that thing. What's that from? Like, she doesn't know it's from (laughs) Star Wars. Whereas if you come round, you're like, is that a wampa? Yeah. Like, I like stuff like that that's a little bit more, you have to know what it is. Like, I'm the same with T-shirts. I never have a logo T-shirt unless it's a logo. Like, rather than a Batman logo on a t-shirt, I'd like, I'd rather have like a Wayne Enterprises logo, so the people, do you know what I mean, the people that know, really know, and the people that don't, they're just like, oh yeah, cool t-shirt,
0: so, oh yeah, do you mean like that that company, um, uh, last exit to nowhere, all of their t-shirts are like that, aren't they?
1: Yeah, exactly, that is exactly it, man, yeah, that is exactly, it's just subtle enough to be cool, and Mm -hmm. we really get it if we get it, but if you don't, you're just like, yeah, that's a nifty t-shirt,
0: you know? Yeah, I read you. Yeah, I had a T-shirt, a Red Dwarf T-shirt years ago, and it was the Jupiter Mining Corporation logo on the front and stuff. And the amount of people that said, "What's that?" You know, oh. And then when you, when you, as soon as you say it out loud, they're like, "Oh, yeah, that's the the Red Dwarf." So yeah, I totally get that, man. That's very cool. Um, and I think this Wampa kind of falls into that category. I think. Um, yeah, I think so. Because it could just yeah. be a
1: monster from anything, couldn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I was incorrect earlier. So this wasn't one of the ones that we kind of picked out as a, a cool one. It, it was the it was Luke riding the Tauntaun uh, that we picked out before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know if those ones are going to be exclusive to anywhere, but this first one, the Wampa Beast, is definitely Amazon exclusive, so you'll have to order it from there. Um, and then the other one that was cool was the Yoda, the little mini Yoda on Luke's back. That was cool. And then I think... Um, the Vader with his helmet off in his little chamber thing. That was very cool as well. Oh, yeah. you just reminded me. I was in the
1: Lego shop in Disney Springs and I bought a Lego set, which is Anakin and Obi-Wan's duel on Mustafar. Oh, yes. Oh, it's, yeah. yes.
0: I like it, dude.
1: It's so badass. It's like the second best Star Wars Lego I've got over. Like the Yoda, the giant <laughs> Yoda is the best one, but this is so badass, man.
0: Oh, I love it. Love it, dude. So is that uh, I've not seen that one. That must not be over here yet. Oh nice.
1: It's so nice. cool. When it's done, I'll take yeah. a picture and stick it on the Spark of Rebellion um Instagram. So badass. I, I literally instantly saw it was like having that one, having it. Oh,
0: nice dude. Nice. Uh right, moving on to other other figure related news actually. There was uh, a crazy auction for one of those uh one of those prototype Boba Fett figures. Uh, anyone that's into star wars collecting especially the figures will know of this figure this is like the um like a grail piece for a lot of people this is one of the when so when hasbro were first de- uh, sorry kenner when kenner were first developing the the original figures they had a few prototype figures that weren't painted so it's by Fett, but it's just a plain gray figure and it was one of the early ones with the rocket firing um Uh, The rocket firing thing, like his backpack had a little red missile, and uh, you press this little button and it's spread, you know, a little firing rocket, uh, which is very cool. But they canned it; it didn't even get to to production uh, and sort of uh, wholesale because there was this whole scare around little kids. I mean, this is real early back in the day, so uh, they were kind of getting into this whole uh, health and safety stuff with toys and stuff, and the little missile was deemed. Unsafe because kids might swallow it or you know try and eat it, whatever. Um, however, a load of these prototypes made it out into the wild, and now they go for just crazy, crazy money. And this one, which went up for auction, actually, it was um, uh, it was one of the prop store toys. Uh, comic art collector was live auction uh, a couple of weeks ago, and this one went for eighty thousand dollars no word of a lie wow uh, what eighty thousand yeah, wow yeah yep. so you've bought just it if taught. you had the bunts if I had the bunts, dude i I I would actually if if I had that amount of money just in my pocket and I thought what am I gonna spend eighty grand on today I would absolutely do it because these are you know I don't collect the the little um, six inch figure range. I never have done, Um, but this could be like item number one. Go big, (laughs) go big to kick it off and then go and get all your other bits after that. Um, Go big and not be able to
1: go home because you've sold the entire (laughs) place
0: to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Babe, there could be some people turning up at the door in the next couple of weeks just don't let them in because if you let them in then they can evict you so as long as you keep the door shut we're all good um and it might get a bit competitive food wise but you know we're all good um but yeah we've just been talking about a 25 buck funko bot. i mean this is like you know leagues and leagues out of the other thing and i do think it's a it's a cool thing to have as well because they've these guys have framed it properly and it's got a proper certificate of authenticity and all that jazz um but yeah, it's just crazy money. I mean, who would have thought that these would go for this much money when, when they, the guys over at Kenner, donkeys years ago, were just fiddling with this stuff and having a laugh? They were like, yeah, yeah. would well, these end up in the bin? And now look, it's like nearly $100,000. I just can't get over it. that. That's crazy money.
1: It does look badass. I love that, like you said, I love that they've put it in some plastic wrapping and, and really kind of made a presentation out of it. It's. You know, for 80 grand, you kind of want that. But at the same time, like, like they didn't have to do it. They could have just, you know, they could have done something far less. They've really, really gone out and maxed out on what you want from this as a, as a collector. So, yeah, fair play. You know, like you said, who would have thought back in the days when Kenner didn't even have the toys, they were just selling the IOUs that Christmas. Who would have thought that this would even happen? It's just that perfect storm of... This didn't make it to production, and this branded so well, and then it, you know the generation now has got the cash to do it. It's, it's, it's one of those perfect storms that crops up every generation for a particular piece of pop culture. So yeah, all over that man. I think it's, I just think it's one of those things that if you had the cash, you'd just. It's that one thing. It's like an action comics number one. Like no one mm-hmm. else would have it. That you knew you would be instantly like the top one percent of collectors. So yeah, I'm, I'd be all right with that.
0: Absolutely, mate. Yeah. And like you said, if you're going to spend 80 grand on a on a collectible figure, you'd at least expect it to be wrapped in... They'll just give it to you in like a brown paper bag. Like, there you go. Take care of that. If you break it or sit on it, it's your own fault. You break it, you buy it. Uh, so, so that's toys and collectibles out the way. So what we got, 80 grand, 25 bucks. So, yeah, a bit of saving to do for that. But moving on to... The Rise of Skywalker, dude. We're still talking about scenes and stuff from there. Uh, Remember that bit where they're on Exegol and you've got Rey who's gone off to face the... face the... what we now know as the Clone Emperor. Christ's sake. Uh, And then you've got Poe and the other people who are kind of relying on the fact that the rest of the galaxy is going to turn up and help them out. So there's just a few... Fighters knocking around against a massive fleet of those big Star Destroyers. And then out of nowhere, Lando turns up in the Falcon and then about 10,000 support ships turn up and all that stuff. Uh, so we knew about some of the ships or a couple of them. So when the trailers first started to trickle out last year, they had this scene and a few people said, uh, oh, yeah, I recognize the the that there's the ghost from from Star Wars Rebels and uh, and, and a couple of other ships there now. Um, uh, Lucasfilm uh, have actually come out. They they posted a video essentially that says um, it's going to be a special feature, I think, or a little snippet on the upcoming Blu Ray release. So uh, they've they've named a, a bunch more ships that you maybe not have seen when you've when you watched the film or the trailer, unless you paused it and really dug into the into the details. But we've seen. Um, We've seen the medical frigate, which is featured in the Empire Strikes Back. We've seen a U-Wing from Rogue One. Uh, we also got to see a Naboo Starfighter, apparently, from the Phantom Menace, which I didn't clock, uh, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then it goes on to uh, uh, say that they had to create a load more ships, obviously, to fill in all the gaps and everything. Um, but, uh, yeah, even after the film's released, dude, we're still getting like these, quote-unquote, fill-in-the-gaps, um, content coming through from Lucasfilm. So, yeah, did you see the Naboo Starfighter? I did not see it because they're typically bright yellow and I didn't see that one.
1: No, man, I didn't see it. Um, I didn't see any of them really. I mean, you can spot them if you really look. And, I, I, you know, when you that initial shot when the Falcon swoops in, there's a lot in there that you can really pick up and the Ghost in particular you can pick up um, when you really look at that kind of scene. But I, I didn't really look too deep at it. I, I like all these little calls back to to... To the the prequel and the the, the original trilogy area, I, I really like that. I like that they're doing that, and it just, but it just brings it back home that they could have done so much more. I know they did it in a book. You know, there's a one of the road to to or journey to rise of Skywalker book does does dig into the immediate aftermath of the Last Jedi and 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 the fact that I think it's I think Leia goes to maybe Batu or she goes to one of she goes to the or someone one of the one of the people as part of the remaining resistance head to um the place at the beginning the shipyards at the beginning of the Jedi fallen order game and i forget what it's called it might be batu um and i i love all that sort of stuff but doesn't it just make you think like i said last week when i did the the kind of deep dive into into this with with palps doesn't it just make you think holy crap what a trilogy this could have been
0: <laughs> absolutely mate it does yeah i mean that's Oh, I mean, that's the thought process. And we, we did say it, mate, we called it quite early on. We said all of the, everything that they're going to do for The Rise of Skywalker is going to be the topic of debate for decades to come. There's all there's always going to be this, what could have been, what they could have done and all that jazz. And it's st- it's still a thought that goes, that rattles around your head when you see a trailer for it or when, you, when we've come out of the cinema. It's like, yeah, that was good or that bit wasn't so good if only they done that if only done this you know it's it's crazy dude i wonder also if it's going to apply if this is uh if your rule of not your rule but your out your view on uh the um the 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 film before this one the last jedi sorry you did say that when this film comes out that's going to make the right uh, the last jedi a better film because it's the the middle bit in the in the trilogy so I wonder if over time um we are gonna appreciate these films a bit more as a trilogy like we do with the prequels, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe, dude. And it's I think it's a funny world that we live in. If you go back 21 years to 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 when The Phantom Menace came out, you know, it was we were used to a different style of movie. You know, I don't I think Blade had maybe been out in '98, superhero, you know, Spider-Man had not come out, X-Men had not come out, we had Batman 89. We had um, all the Schumacher stuff, like the whole, this whole universal mythology, even Lord of the Rings had not come out. And we didn't have that deep dive, real connectivity in movies like we've got now. Maybe maybe tiny bits, tiny bits, you know, but not anything crazy. The odd mention of Mm. Metropolis in a Schumacher Batman film, maybe. And I Mm. think... That's where the writers were able to really do something because you know regardless of what you think of of the prequel trilogy Lucas was was connecting things where other people weren't connecting things you know what we've got the Godfather we've got the Superman movies we've got like I said we've got the Batman movies but really we've not got anything too mythological that needed to connect a pile of different things so it was fairly in my view it was fairly new territory to the to the layman movie viewer like i'm not a movie critic i don't have a a degree in in film studies or any of that stuff and i'm sure there are better examples of this but to the layman turning up at the movie theater it was like wait a second i recognized the name skywalker and okay i understand now where this sits and i just feel like this the, the whole you know this whole rise of skywalker thing it was almost a I love the idea of them bringing the fleet back together based on a ragtag bunch of people, taking it right back to the Rebellion. And, you know, that that general rule of the middle movie being made better by everything that sandwiches it, really, I don't know. I don't know whether we will be looking at this trilogy like that because just because of how distinctly different the story was in The Rise of Skywalker, you know, none of the real threads... From the Force Awakened were pulled on. Like, who's Maskenata? Why has Takadana got this massive th- piece of just just land on it that is somehow linked to the force? And how the heck did that lightsaber get there? And wait a sec, what happens now? Han's gone. Like, nothing happened. Han was killed by his son and it was barely referenced. Whereas you look at the prequel trilogy, even the original trilogy, which, which was obviously a retcon, you know, the Vader being Luke and Leia's father, Luke and Leia being, uh, being siblings, obviously retconned in The Empire Strikes Back. But even that was done with a lot more gumption and gusto than The Rise of Skywalker. So when you see mm-hmm. things like this cropping up, it's almost like a, um, it reminds us of what we could have had in my view. But it also, it also just makes me feel like Disney are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. No, you know that stuff that you wanted. Look, there are bits of it in here, and they, it just feels like the. It's like they're looking backwards and plugging the holes,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's, there seems to be a little bit of that going on as well. Remember that tweet that went out a couple of weeks ago, where it was a. Uh, Did you know that all the people on Exegol were these Sith? Uh worshippers and all that stuff and all their kids grew up to be officers on the fleet and all that lot and uh was his face just replied with no how could we how could we have known that uh, was it elijah um uh yeah so i get what you mean man they're trying to uh sort of do some damage control because uh like we again like we called it it's like are they going to try and do too much in this film, are they just going to have to leave out stuff because they're trying to cram too much stuff in? And ultimately, that's what's happened. They've put so much in there, and now they're sort of going back, sort of quite regularly it seems, and just doing these little bits to try and help you fill in the gaps and all that jazz. So, but yeah, you are right though because of that. Because of that, it's going to be very difficult to look at this trilogy in the same light as like the prequels and whatnot. So,
1: and also the um, hmm. that this. You know, if you look at the novelization that's leaked, I am I'm, I'm I'm gonna grab that when it comes out in five days. And it makes you question some of the editing choices. So the one that I talked about last week, which was Palpatine saying, uh, sorry, Kylo Ren saying, right at the beginning, where is you know, where is it at the beginning? It says, What can you possibly give me? Or whatever he says. And <laughs> for the sake of twenty seconds, taking the bit out of the novelisation or the script or whatever, you know Why not just leave in for 20 seconds? You're a clone. Yeah, well, I'm kind of more than a clone, but less than a man. My body can't handle my power. That is, what, seven seconds? Mm -hmm. And the context of the entire movie would have shifted massively. If you'd watched Rise of Skywalker through that lens, suddenly the Emperor isn't a Hammer House villain. Suddenly you realise why he's not his conniving, big, strategic, charming self and he's just this zombie. You get it and you're alright with it because it's explained in seven seconds you could have changed the tone of the entire movie. It just feels like there's a lot of weird editing choices, dude.
0: Yeah, loads. Crazy.
1: We're going to be talking about this for yes. years, mate.
0: Years and years, mate. Years and years. i will be like our kids will be like, oh, this cool Star Wars thing. In my day, in my day... We had all this to put up with. <laughs> You're lucky. Yeah,
1: Back in my anyways. day, I had to get a paper round to buy my cinema ticket. In fact, we didn't even call them cinema tickets then; we called them films on the hill, and we all got together on the hill to watch them. All right,
0: Dad, I'll just make the yeah, tea, like, whatever. And I said, i will enough for me bus fare home,"
1: and I had to get a nice big hovis for me mum on way home. <laughs> <laughs>
0: talking of the novelization dude it brings us on to our last bit of news they've tweaked the uh the final moments with ray and ben so in the film we all know that there's the bit where ben comes back helps ray and then when we think he's down and out he comes back and then they throw another curveball where they have a little kiss a little moment and then he he passes over into the into the force netherworld it seems so in the novelization, they've tweaked it just slightly. And so in the film, that's what happens in the book when they, uh, when they come together for that last kind of embrace. Ray hears a voice from the Force and it says, I will always be with you. And uh, when she hears that, a little smile pops up on her face and then... She whispers, "No one's ever really gone," which is kind of nice. So, yeah, they've tweaked that a little bit. That dialogue obviously wasn't there in the film. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the dudes writing the books. Uh, who was who was the author of the novelization? Do we know? Uh, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, Ray Carson, I, f- I believe. Yeah, so they've taken a bit of a a creative license with the dialogue there, dude. It's not as cut and dry as a wee kiss, and then off they go. There's actually a nice little throwback to uh, to what Luke said early on in the trilogy. So, uh, cool with this, mate, or do you think they should have stayed true to what we saw on screen?
1: Uh, I
0: prefer it because
1: it ties back to the trailer. You know, it ties. This is again, it's one of those weird editing choices, or one of these weird choices that you know. I don't know if it was in the movie and they took it out and added it back in the novelisation or whether it's, a, it's an original creation for the novelisation, this particular detail. But either way, the film would have benefited from it because that was the theory all the way through the trailers that no one's ever really gone. How are we going to see Luke? How are we going to see Yoda? How are we going to see Anakin? How are we going to see anyone? And then in the end, we got Luke doing absolutely nothing. Except bringing back the... Uh, I mean, that was nice. You know, Luke bringing out the uh, the X-Wing as a first callback to his training on Dagobah when that was the first thing he couldn't do. That was cute. But it's just... It's like they just forgot. Again, it, they just forgot what they'd said. They won't remember. You know, they just... They <laughs> <I> won't remember. <laughs> they won't remember. They, uh, they did the trailer. And that was everything about it. No one's ever really gone. So Ben Solo, you know, just... Having finally embraced this connection to Rey, finally. And then they take out the... That, that would have just been a nice top and tailor. Like, no one has ever really gone, you know? Mm. And then it opens up... Doesn't it open up just a pile more stuff? Because, again, let's think it through a little bit. They made a very big point. A very big point of showing that Yoda can interact with the solid world, the real world, mm-hmm. by clattering Skywalk on their head. Same with Luke. Grabbing the lightsaber. But isn't that an underutilized thing? Just to prove that a Jedi from the netherworld, the nether realm, can interact with the real life, you know, uh, people on this plane, and then to not really use it, and then to add this little line back in, which could theoretically open up so many more possibilities for other stories. Okay, wait a sec. So Ben's a force ghost. He can interact. No one's ever really gone. Ray's out there doing a thing. Here's a dynamic for these characters, you know? Mm. Again, it's just... I'm not saying that they needed to do anything with it, but as Disney, you just think, they are going to do more with Kylo Ren. They are going to do more with Rey. They could have just done something a little more planned out with them. So, it just... Again, it speaks to that lack of strategy and vision, which, again, just, you know, the more it adds up, the more it feels like Rise of Skywalker was just kind of designed by committee, You know, that's, that's, I don't know if I'm being unfair on it there, but that's just where my head's at with it. I I, I don't
0: know. No, I read you. Yep. A camel is a horse designed by committee, mate. And right now we're riding a pretty big camel. And that's my...
1: What is is one (laughs) of your words of wisdom? There is always someone that can come in and do your job better than
0: you can (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yes. That's the moral of the story. Do your job better than someone else who could come in and do it for you. (laughs) I don't think, the
1: more I think about this, the more I think JJ was the wrong person for this movie completely. And I know that's probably a discussion that we could have had, like, you know, ideal people. Um, But just the more I look at it, the more I think, nah, mate, I'm out.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't know, I think it's, I think, well, he's a great director, you know, he's all good. I just feel like mm, it wasn't, I don't know, we could probably debate this over beers for hours, but it just feels like he was trying to carry loads of things. And as he's going through, like things are just slipping out of his arms and his hands and other people trying to pick stuff up and rearrange. It just seemed like a bit of a, yeah, I don't know. It's it's unfortunate, really, because throughout the entire sequel trilogy, you do have this nice thread with Rey and her parentage and stuff, and her involvement with Luke and becoming a Jedi. You know, that's all cool stuff. And then you had one of the best characters to come out of all of it, which is Ben, uh, Kylo Ren, and his journey, a bit like Anakin, really, his journey from dark side back to redemption and back to the light side and stuff. So you had those two things that were that were really nice that ran through it. I think it was just all the other gumph that just, you know, choked it all a little bit and it all sort of collapsed under its own weight a little bit. So whether JJ was the person to cope with that or not, you're probably right. They probably could have got someone else in who could give it a bit of a different spin and maybe a bit stronger with people like Kathleen Kennedy and saying no, 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 no. It's all too much. Let's strip it down a bit and stuff. So you're probably right, dude. Well, maybe JJ should have set it out and Maybe maybe to have producer credits, maybe just overseen, oversaw what was going on. But another thing to debate, I suppose, dude.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. And you you actually absolutely nailed it there with Kylo Ren, you know, being the reflection of Anakin. That was the entire entire goal of the sequel trilogy. Like that could have been so good because you had to introduce new characters and stories anyway. So whatever the people that didn't care about Star Wars got would have been new to them the people that cared about Star Wars there was because Adam driver and the way that that character was portrayed he was so and so much Anakin you know he was petulant he, he couldn't control his anger it was everything that we saw in Anakin right down to the family problems the, the parenting issues and that the issues you know there of, of him getting over that trauma the PTSD of of, of of you know family issues and dude it was it was it was Theoretically, George Lucas through and through—you know—the mirroring, the reflection, the symmetry—and and again, it's just like they forgot. Um, and they could have done so much more with that. So I think the Ben Solo debate is one to have definitely because that could have been—that could have been just so well done, so well done. But that's probably a talk for another time.
0: Indeedy, that's a whole other podcast. That is well, a whole other episode for sure. Right, I think we're gonna. I think we're going to stick a pin in it, dude, because we've waffled on for news for so long again, which is kind of surprising because now that the all the trilogy stuff has been and gone and The Mandalorian's finished, uh, it's just surprising we're still getting so much, you know. Mind you, the, the dudes that are providing the leaks and everything, they're, they're, <laughs> they're keeping the flame burning, I suppose. it's uh, We're not getting anything official from Lucasfilm or Disney, but we are getting tons of stuff from books and leaks and everything, so that's all good mate so um yeah i think for 47 we will do it there bud it's been great to uh, to have you back on the show mate i've missed you
1: yeah me too man i miss you too it's been it's been good to catch up and chat through stuff and uh... Yeah, thanks to everyone that tuned in last week. I was a little late last week publishing um, because we were out in Orlando. I was trying to get Lou on, but we... Uh, so Lou Mongello runs Walt Disney World Radio, but we just... We were at the same conference and we know each other really well, but then when we got to the point where we just couldn't line the bloody time up. Uh, so thanks to you, the constant listener, for being, uh, being patient with me on that one. And we'll be... I think... Do you know what, guys? Actually, I think we can probably record together for the next... Forever, I think there's only a few days that we can't. Re- maybe, maybe Wednesday the first of April when we do our recording. But I think we're pretty good now. Up until, uh,
0: up until forever. Yeah, well, that that's quite a claim. Forever. Uh, we'll, we'll see on that. Ah. But, certainly for the foreseeable, yeah. Be like that. I might not like you in a, in a couple of months. No one's ever really gone. <laughs> Very good. See you again. I uh, uh, credit yes. other comedians. I so. used oh, we one of my catchphrases the other day. I was gonna say something, but, <laughs> oh, but yes, it's it's great it's great to have you back in the Falcon dude. It's great to have you back and uh yes, for the foreseeable future we will be recording regularly as usual. So uh, in the meantime, uh, until next week for episode forty-eight Um, head over to spark of rebellion.com forward slash listen you will find all of our uh, uh, links to various apps and networks that you can subscribe to the show go and do that you won't miss it when it lands uh, in your apps and stuff every saturday we're on the socials too instagram twitter and facebook just do a search for spark of rebellion find us on there as well give us a like and a follow so you can join in the community there it's really cool and if you like what we do here and considering supporting us you can do that over on patreon so patreon.com forward slash spark of rebellion you can join from a dollar upwards there's various tiers there get yourself some sor swag and we've got some decent plans for what we're going to do for patreon stuff moving forward throughout the year and thank you so much to our current patrons i'll see you next week bud
1: see you next week my man thank you to everyone that uh also listens to the show i saw there was a few people out here in orlando um at podfest that came up and said they listened to the show so thank you so much for that massive 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 gratitude for that one it's amazing uh just to even hear one person listening so thank you to everyone out there and uh, yeah guys good to be back dude that we're here
0: yeah thank you all around to everybody we will see you next week until then take care of yourselves and remember the force will be with you always